Thank you, Brother Moore. You can be seated. <clears throat> That's all right. Thank you for the invitation. It goes to show that people are still hungry the way I speak and carry on, and yet you keep coming back. <laughs> so I'm grateful to you. The Lord ever bless you. My prayer. This has been one glorious time. For me, I've just really enjoyed myself. Had a wonderful time. Wonderful time of fellowship around the Word and the things of God. I've been wondering, this ain't Sister Lot, is it sitting here? You know, the other night I spoke about your husband in the Zusa, about the Zusa Street meeting, and, and I looked all around and I seen you, I thought you'd be older than that. So I, then I noticed that Sister Moore, I seen her picture, that book that you wrote, I got it. It's wonderful. And it sure was kind of taking me back to old days when you said wore wearing that one dress so long or something, and, and little Sister Moore over here, a little bitty fella wearing hand-me-downs, was just pleased to be with you. Sister Moore, I think you're eternally joined with him. When this life is over and the life on the other side, that great family circle won't be unbroken. You had a lot of struggles and things in this life, but the life that is to come, it'll be better. We know that struggles are over. God ever bless you all. Anna Jean, <laughs> I ain't seen that baby's cat yet, but I'm... <laughs> I mean, enjoyed that article. That was really cute. I, my wife and I, we just had a big time. So Billy's got their pictures all in there. That, and Jackie, she, she, you know, I've seen that little boy of hers. If he keeps growing, he'll go bear hunting with his fist. He, he's a great big fellow, isn't he? He's, he's really a, like a little man. And we're so happy to see these young people and see the... The older one's still holding on, the young one's coming on. This morning I didn't have time to recognize everybody from the, that I knew from the tabernacle and around. I, I don't tonight. Some of the people, uh, you understand, I'm sure. Now to you from the tabernacle, we'll let you know as soon as possible we can get it ranged up for those seven church ages to be followed up with the seven last seals. Oh, no, I may have to come down past from a tabernacle down here. They won't let me build anything on that one up there. The zoning people, and so I, I don't know what we're going to do. They just don't let me, don't seem to want me to do it. And so we've been fighting it for a long time, and we can't do it. So, but we'll go ahead and have this anyhow, maybe before it gets too cold. I remember the first time I left you all here at Shreveport, I made a remark like this, if I can ever be a favor to you, see, the nights won't get too dark, the rains won't fall too hard. So just remember, that still stands good. Call me anytime, anything I can do, I'll be glad to do it. Sometimes in scolding in the gospel, see, and things like that, it isn't because I'm not in love. I am in love. <laughs> you know. Not right to say little jokes, but to change the thing. Like the little boy getting a whipping, you know, and his father said, Son, this is going to hurt me worse than it does you. He said, Daddy, 
I'm sure you won't do it. <laughs> but gospel whippings are different. It isn't very pleasant to do it, but yet it's the things that we need. And we trust that God will richly bless you. I solicit your prayers now. And when overseas, my brother Jack was telling me out there that they gave a, a love offering to me. And so I didn't want that, but I was going to stop him. I thought he'd do it tonight, but he'd already done it nights sometime before. So it'll be turned into missionary work through the tabernacle. I don't directly get it myself. It goes into the tabernacle and then will be helped send overseas in places where they can't pay for the gospel and have the meetings. Then that reserve, the tabernacle doesn't use it for themselves. There sits the trustees right here now. See? So they, they don't use it for themselves. It goes into the campaign, right out into the campaign, only they're just the foundation, see. And um, so it'll be used for the kingdom of God. I don't even, I don't even as much as endorse the check, it's even stamped, put into the bank and kept for these funds, for this campaign and that only, see. For the gospel that you've been hearing, the further to people who's not able to rent a stadium or a place to have it in. And then for a sick call, nobody, poor man, bunch of little kids out there and haven't got a thing, no way to get you there. And that if I have to go take a plane ticket, they buy it for me and I go out there and make that call and pray for that poor sick child or what is, then come back. That's where your money goes. That's what happens here. Because I've got to answer for it up there. See, you've trusted to me, and I have to be his steward. I want to be found not guilty of anything wrong in that way. God bless you. Now let's bow our heads just a little bit for a word of prayer. Our Heavenly Father, oh God, just no more than ten minutes ago, seeing that vision break across that desk to a lovely little mother back here. No, it's over now. I'm so thankful that you're God. I'm so thankful that we have someone that when we can come to and sit correctly can be settled. We thank you for all that you've done for us. We thank you for the people here at Shreveport and Texas and all around the states that's gathered into this meeting. Lord Jesus, uh, forgive us of our, our ways that maybe we fail somewhere, maybe to get the message just the way it should be. But, Father, I pray that where we have made a mistake, that the great Holy Spirit will take the words and wind them around and fix them into the hearts in the correct way, that they might understand that's preparation time now before they're going away of the church. Let us all live for that hour, Lord. Live today like it might be today. And if he's not here today, we'll be looking for him tomorrow. Keep our hearts clean from sin and selfishness. Keep our hearts clean, our souls undefiled by the blood of Jesus Christ that we might walk with him and live with him forever. Bless Brother Jack Moore, Brother Lyle, Brother Brown. All these fine brethren, Lord, staff of them here, this laity out here, how year after year they, we set together in heavenly places and discuss scriptures and 
have wonderful times of fellowship. Bless Sister Moore, Anna Jean, Sister Loud, all these fine women, Lord. Every one of them, I pray your blessing. Just lovely little choir. Just bless us together, Father. We love you and we pray that you'll forgive our trespasses and equip us with your uh, great power that we might be witnesses in the part of the earth that we should go into wherever you'd call us. In the name of Jesus Christ, we ask it. Amen. <clears throat> now, closing night of the campaign, and I have been keeping you long each night. I, I'm truly going to try not to do that tonight, because tomorrow you go to work, and I've got to get up after getting home over at my place and pack up, and I've got about 750 miles to drive from about 2.30 in the morning. I've got to be in Jeffersonville with all possible, Lord willing, on an appointment tomorrow night. So, and I'm tired. Boy, I just go from place to place. And, and so, uh, but when I get the feeding on this heavenly manna, uh, I just, uh, I have... I just have a great capacity, a great compassion for others. So I want you to turn tonight for one verse in the Scripture found in the book of Hebrews. That's a letter that we believe that Paul wrote to the Hebrews, separating uh, law from grace. And then I think that Billy said last night he'd give out prayer cards and a sister back here a few moments ago. Uh, holding Reverend Little Price, <laughs> about three or four weeks old or months old, or weeks old, I believe it is, sitting back there, said her husband is to be, want to be prayed for, and that's why I understand she said, but he has a card. I said, well, fine. Then I'll quit in time so I can call up those prayer cards and pray for the sick. Now, remember, in praying for the sick, you anchor yourself that the prayer of faith has been, has been made for you, and don't doubt it at all. Just believe that it's so, and it'll come to pass. Now, I believe as we as people have perfect, absolutely perfect vindication that Jesus Christ is with us. Do you believe that? Jesus Christ is with us. And so if he's sure, he's sure to... Answer and to minister to us every blessing that he promised in the Word. So when we pray and lay hands upon the sick, we expect you to believe that. God expects you to believe that. Never move from it. Let nothing shake you. As I said a while ago to the young lady, just drive down a post right there in your mind on this platform. Tonight, the prayer of faith was prayed for me, and Satan, the blood was put between me and you, so you might as well go. You can come up to that post and say, uh-uh, here's a symptom. You say, don't punch at it. Don't punch it. Punch a snake and just keep saying, I rebuke you. I re He'll bite you. Just ignore him. Walk away from him. No. He's defeated anyhow. <laughs> so, there just don't, don't punch at him. Say, oh, Lord, rebuke him. Rebuke him. Uh -uh. Don't do that. See, you're weakening what you really believe. See, see, you believe or you don't come up. If you come up, then believe and let that settle it. That's, that's all of it. See? 
Just stand right there and say, it's over. That's all. That's got it. Now, the next time I come down, I'm coming down maybe to hold a healing campaign and not a convention, and we'll talk on divine healing a lot. Now, in Hebrews 11, if everyone's got it, 11th chapter and the third verse I wish to read to draw from this scripture reading a context or a text. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Very odd scripture, isn't it? But from this, I want to speak on uh, kind of a modern affair. I want to take something that's modern and compare it with the old. Because all things in the Bible are, was, is a type of things to come. Now, my text tonight is called The Countdown. Now, things, all things in the natural are types of things in spiritual. We understand that. See? The natural only types the spiritual. I believe in evolution but not the way the scientists said it come. And they've already whipped themselves on that. When they think that uh, something bred to something and this done this that evoluted, no, sir. The great Holy Spirit began to brood up over the earth, and there come one form of life, then another form of life, and it kept on coming up, coming up, coming up, until it come in the very image of the one that was brooding it. Image of a man. Proved it. When God was made flesh, he was a man. It's never produced anything greater, because it can't. The very Creator is a man himself. See? Now, and then why you look at a tree, how beautiful, how stately, what does that tree represent? The tree of life. See? There's something in heaven to represent it. See? And this is just a shadow of things that are real. This is the negative side. When we want to live. Doctors, everybody works physically, try to live. Why is it? Because it's life. And it only represents and shows that a body that don't get sick and one that can't die. This one here that can die only proves there's one that can't die. Uh, a tree that does die proves there's one that can't die. For it's the shadow of the things to come. The natural. Great lessons in trees. I watch a tree. Here not long ago when my mother was very sick and was going to die. And Dolores called me up and she just recently received the Holy Spirit. So she said, Bill, I sees the baby. And she said, I just can't stand it, Bill. I said, Mama, our only mama. And I said, Why? He said, How could God I said, Whoop, wait a minute. Mm. Just a minute. I said, the Bible said, precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. I said, look at that old patriarch laying there on that bed, just smiling away and calling on the Lord Jesus. Nothing touching her. I said, I can still see her when she throwed her arms around me and I was just a little boy and baptized her in the name of Jesus Christ out in the river, seeing the Holy Ghost come up on her. I said, well, sure, she's gone, going to meet Dad. I said, well, I just... Bill, I can't stand it. I said, Dolores, there's an oak tree left of your window. She said, yes. I said, all summer long, has it been pretty with them green leaves? Yes. 
I said, how are they now? She said, well, they're brown, yellow, green. Mm -hmm. I said, when was they the prettiest? When they were green or were they like now? She said, now. And I said, yet they're dying. That's when life is most beautiful. Mm -hmm. That's right. When she got to a place, I said to her, I said, Mama, how does it feel now? She said, wonderful. When she got to a place, she couldn't speak no more. I said, Mama. I'm your preacher boy yet. Billy, do you recognize me? She couldn't speak no more. I said, if Jesus still means as much to you as he did the day you received him in the form of the Holy Ghost, bat your eyes real fast. And she bat her eyes and tears running down her cheeks. Then a little wind come in the room and she went out with it. Oh, yeah. It's all right. A tree hangs its leaf. And the first thing you know, that leaf begins to color when life leaves it. What happened? It, the life in the leaf goes back to the root of the tree where it come from, only to come back again in the springtime to bring another leaf. And we are on a tree of life when we're born again. And when life leaves this, the life goes back to the God to give it to come again in the millennium with a leaf that can't drop off the tree. Amen. There you are, eternal. That's perpetual life. We have eternal life. See? They fall, come forth. What is it? Natural, type in the spiritual. Look at this body here. What a masterpiece that our bodies is. Nothing like it. Nothing ever achieved could take its place. Senses and so forth. What a great thing it is. Hands, arms, nose, mouth, everything. Just as we need them. It's a great thing. What is it? The natural body is a type of the spiritual body. For if this earthly tabernacle be dissolved, we have another house to move into. See? This is only a shadow of the one to come. We think of the bride and bridegroom. I just happened to look across to some young people going to get married. So I was thinking of bride and bridegroom. All right. What's that a type of? And the natural is the type of the spiritual, bride and bridegroom. That's right. All things, things were made of things that does not appear. Now, notice, it's always typing. Spiritual body, natural body. Now, we live here that what we believe is in, uh, there is six senses. Five senses, really, but faith makes the sixth sense. Now, and we live now in here what we think we call uh, three dimensions. I uh, might not call these right. I think the three dimensions is called, some of you kids out of high school might be able to correct me on this, light, air, and thought. Three dimensions. Now, or is that right? Light, air, and thought. That's the three dimensions, isn't it? I think that's right. All right. Now, we have know there is another dimension, which is the fourth dimension, because science has probed into it and found it, and it is radio. There's no senses of our body can detect radio or television over that ether wave. Yet right through us now is coming people's voices. Right through here is come television pictures. But we have nothing in us, no way at all, to contact that in ourselves. It takes a crystal of some sort of magnet.
to contact that, but it speaks that there is another dimension. Now that's four dimensions. Then I think the fifth dimension is where the sinner dies, where he goes. Now I think that when the sinner dies, he goes to this fourth dimension. Notice, the first thing, he cannot go in the presence of God because he is a sinner. And his time is up on earth. If I would type it for you, it's like trying to go to sleep and you're in a, can't be asleep and you're in a nightmare. You hideous things, you're screaming. You're just all, that's the state of the wicked dead. He cannot go in the presence of God because he is a sinner. He cannot return back to the earth because his time's up. And he's caught between the two things. In the uh, fifth dimension. He's got a soul, and it cannot go in the presence of God because it's not covered by the blood. He's a sinner. He cannot wake himself up because his time's up on earth. So there he is in a tormented nightmare. Think of that now before you enter. A nightmare. Scream. Many of us has had nightmares. It's just because... We're cold because the two conscience are passing, sub and first conscience. It catches between, and that's the nightmare. And when a sinner dies, he's caught with his soul between earth and hell in a nightmare. There he stands. Now, the sixth dimension is in Christ, the saints, dead saints, are resting saints, who is completely worked finished on earth and has entered into rest with Christ under the altar. Beautifully. If you parallel it like a wonderful dream that you didn't want to wake up in any a dream, it's natural, it's real. But I'm just making a parable to you. And of course, the seventh dimension is God alone. Now, notice modern happenings that we have. We look at this scientific age that we live in. The push-button age. And yet, people have less time to pray than they ever did have in all these modern times. They used to sit all night, listen to a sermon. And now we just can't do it. We haven't got time to do it. You see, it's just in our head. We think we haven't got time to do it. But we have. But modern happens happenings is a forerunner of spiritual happenings. Now remember, modern happenings are forerunners of spiritual happenings. A natural as spiritual. Exactly. Each happenings accompany the other only improved over the other. Each thing that happens in the natural, and the next thing that happens is an improvement. For instance, let's take for instance now a transportation. One day it was horse and buggy, and then got the automobile. That's still horsepower, but more of it in the automobile. It was an improvement of horsepower. Certainly. 
when we got the automobile, it was an advantage over uh, the horse and buggy. And then we rode the horse and buggy. Then we took the automobile. And after the automobile, the Wright brothers come along and made an airplane. Still horsepower. See? But it's an improvement. One accompanies the other. One happening accompanies the other happening all the time. Now, as things... Now, don't fail to get this. Open up ears, heart, and everything now. And listen close. When anything happens on earth, it is a warning to us that something is fixing to be happened from heaven. What man does on earth by his achievement is something that God's fixing to do by his achievement to his church. Now, we look that when we come from horse and buggy, automobile, airplane, the church, God has been able in the spiritual line to achieve from justification through Luther, sanctification through Wesley, to the baptism of the Holy Ghost now. See, it's a type, shadow, achievements, what God has been able to do. Now, now remember, God by Luther, with the Holy Spirit power, he was able to achieve by Luther to the church justification. And when the church got justification out of the Roman creeds, it began to get life and begin to move through justification. God was able to do it through his achievement to get one man to stand still long enough that he could project himself to it and get his message out to the people. All right. The next achievement God was able to do, he got a man by John Wesley to stand still enough and get away from the Lutheran creeds where he got to to preach sanctification. Then the church come from the horse and buggy to the automobile. He got more life and started running. He got going a little faster then. And then there come an Azusa Street where they left the ground and hit the air through the baptism of the Holy Ghost. God took the church from an earthbound creed into a solo flight in the air. Just as the airplane come in, the Holy Ghost come in behind it. See? That's right. Justification, the horse and buggy. Sanctification, what was it? Automobile. Begin to move along. Then baptism of the Holy Ghost, you tuck off the ground. Got her feet off. Got up in the air. Flying around in the heavenlies with heavenly gifts, speaking in tongues, divine healing. Then was still in the automobile and still uh, riding a horse and buggy. You thought that was the strangest thing you ever seen. Them people's having a fit. But they got their feet off the ground. God was able to bring to the church his achievement when he got a bunch of people standing still long enough that he could pour his spirit into them. The same horsepower that compulsed the horse did the same thing to the automobile and did the same thing to the airplane. And the same Holy Ghost that brought justification to the church, it brought more of it when it brought sanctification and poured it in with the Holy Ghost, still the same power. Right. Brought the same thing in. Tucked the church off of its feet into the heavenlies. 
All right. Now, things have changed altogether. See? Because science is moving on. And we're always talking about science. But let's look back and see what our great scientific teachers are doing. Look what God's doing with His church. Now, we've entered the age, not no more, of, uh, of horse and buggy, not no more of automobile, we, not no more of airplane. Now, there's astronauts. Oh, my. This is astronaut age. Oh, what a great thing. The horse and buggy was earthbound. But now we are in astronaut age. And so has the church. That's the big swingover that I can't get before the people. They've settled down for an airplane. <laughs> Some of them settled for a horse and buggy. But God's got an astronaut. Oh, what an age to live in. No wonder they can't understand it. <laughs> but you see, where God lets man do something, it's to show the church that he's doing something. See, they're always trying to bring the old thing back, and I'll keep the horse and buggy. It's, just a, it's a relic. It's history. It was all right in its day. But it's past that day. Glory. Shake hands with the preacher. It was all right a long time ago. But that's past now. Denomination lived this day out. We're past that now. We're in the astronaut age. Amen. Now I begin to feel religious. <laughs> astronaut age. That's what's got the people all turned around. They don't know what to think about these things. See? They don't know how to get it. Notice. Yet, this astronaut age is the same spirit, same power, just like the horsepower was. Now, in this astronaut age, in the natural, there is also the astronaut age in the spiritual. What is it? Then the church from an airplane, like the natural, has took a higher flight. While that astronaut in no airplane going to catch him. <laughs> He's done gone to where he can't even see an airplane no more. See? And that's the way God is doing now. Instead of being some little school guy come out and talk about uh, certain things that Dr. So-and-so said years ago, we got eagles, prophets, rising up into the heavenlies, far above the earthbound chicken thought. <laughs> Astronaut age. God's proven it. Watch it, if it happened in the horse and buggy days, the automobile days, and Luther Wesley, what about now? What's the matter? People talk about being modern. <laughs> they call that modern. This is the modern. This is the modern according to the kingdom of God. Astronauts. <laughs> Glory. Astronaut age. Sure, eagles. God's prophets rising on the scene. How thankful we are for that. What is it? Spiritual manifestations of spiritual word becoming literally fulfilled before us. Amen. The word of God manifested. Once was hard to, to understand, now is made plain through the astronaut, the position of the church that should be plumbing the heavenlies. Not down here around through the clouds and buzzing like an airplane. But something is 
propelled by something extensive beyond anything that an airplane could think of. It's an astronaut. That's the age that we're living in now. Spiritual astronauts. Now the astronaut can see things that the horse, buggy, automobile, or airplane couldn't even see. Because he's a, thousands of miles ahead of him. He's so far ahead to the, in 50 times his speed. <laughs> Amen. Now do you see why people think you get crazy? They can't understand it? Why still riding old Dobbin? <laughs> what speed has Dobbin got? It's all right. But what speed has Dobbin got to an astronaut? The same thing as what speed has justification got to the revelation and the presence of Jesus Christ that pack you so far beyond that? Or joining a church or shaking hands with somebody. It's an astronaut age where the church should be lifted up, way above everything. That's right. The spiritual astronaut is eagles. He goes beyond all denominational creeds, all denominational barriers, all denominational thinkings, all their cloudy thoughts. He's above every cloud, everything there is to look at. He's up in the, around the stars. The astronaut. And the astronaut believer is also up in the heavenlies. He's far beyond these earthbound things. He's up high. He's in the outer space. <laughs> See, the earthly man doesn't know very much about the outer space. But the astronaut's in the outer space. He's there with it. And that's the reason the church today don't understand. Why do you say about denomination? Why are you kicking about this? What about this year this year? I don't understand this discernment. I don't see how. What would that, could that be? Sure, you're earthbound. Right. See, the astronaut age has been lifted above that. Way in above it. Way above the Zeus Street. Way above all the rest of it. It's the latest thing we got is an astronaut. Amen. God ain't looking for horse and buggy drivers. He's looking for astronauts. Somebody that can take off and go beyond reasons. Now, somebody said, now, just a minute, brother. Isn't it reasonable that we... Uh, this is beyond reason. It's in outer space. <laughs> Out of the space of reason. We're supposed to cast them down. So when you go above them, they're cast down. Because they're under you. Outer space. Astronaut. Raised up above all human imaginations. You're in the glorious presence of Christ, and Christ is in you. That... Natural astronaut is controlled by a unit of radar on the ground. This radar controls it. You've watched this perhaps on television when they go up. How miles and miles and miles away, you couldn't see nothing or anything, and yet this radar is pointing right to it. It's controlled by radar, the natural astronaut, and the spiritual astronaut is controlled by a unit also, a unit of prayer. That controls the spiritual astronaut, keeps him lined up. <laughs> it's prayer. Oh, it's good. I tell you, God had a little unit sitting on earth one time when his first astronaut was here. And you know, one little touch of faith stopped him and that answered him back. Prayer changes things. It changes positions. 
by prayer that can control. See, we see what can be done in the natural, and it's a type of the spiritual, the spiritual happening. It can be controlled that way. Now, being that science has advanced to the space that they have to get an astronaut, and then the church has advanced, and you notice each time it gets smaller, takes less to operate it. Now, we find out that the spiritual and the natural type, so we see that the natural has went so far until in the clock of the natural says that it's three minutes before midnight. Think of it. Science claims it's three minutes till midnight. Something's fixing to happen. They can feel it. And if they could feel it, how much more ought the church be able to feel it? If they can see something's going to happen, how much more ought we to be able to see something's going to happen? Now, but they say on their clock, it's three minutes until zero hour for something to happen. So you know what they've done? They got scared. And they got into their astronaut tube and are taking a countdown, and they're going to leave this earth. They're headed for the moon. Everybody's trying to get to the moon. Want to get off of earth to the moon. Don't you see the spiritual application? The spiritual astronaut got into Jesus, listening to the countdown of the Word of God, and fixing to take off to heaven. That's the difference. Oh, my. That sounds crude, but it's the truth. You just look back through history. Look back through time and see that everything, anything natural happened on earth, God made it happen spiritually, bringing his church up. Here it is right before us. And that is right. We know it. Understand it. God has got a new system. It's not the old system. It's a new system. He's bringing his church up. They're getting smaller and minority all the time. They did in the days of Noah. They did in the days of Lot. They always do. They get very, very small. But still that little grain of God is still moving on, getting more powerful and powerful all the time. The true church of the living God is miles up the road today than what it was. We see it. We know it. It's true. I don't mean organization. Now you're back down to the horse and buggy again, you see. We're climbing above that thing. Don't want to go back to that again. No, I should say not. All right. The spiritual astronaut is in Christ, and he's listening to the Word of God, the countdown, to see where it's going. And he's fixing to leave now, not for the moon. He'll pass the moon so fast. He's on his road to heaven, and he's listening to the countdown. Yes, he's headed for heaven in a rapture of the glory of God. He's in Christ, wrapped in his glory. Headed for heaven with him. Leave the earth. People in the natural stood speechless. You remember a few months ago when John Glenn got in that tube to be the astronaut? And they stood speechless, the nation did, when they began to give the countdown. They started 10, 9, 8. Seven, five, six, four, three, two, one, zero. And when the big astronaut began to turn loose the atomic uh, energy in her, the fire began to fly and they took off. 
the whole world stood in a shout. Certainly. Notice. But did you notice always their countdown was backwards? Ten, nine, eight, seven, five, six, four, three, two, one, zero. That's the way the world always does anyhow. <laughs> it's backwards. That's the way the world does anything. That's the way man does. It's backwards from God. See? And anyhow, ten is not a spiritual number in the Bible. Anyone knows that? God's number is seven. That's his perfect number. And God is his perfect number is seven. And God, his countdown starts at one. Right. Man starts at ten, goes backwards. God starts at one, he goes forward. Man started his count, his countdown, and God started his first count. Would you like to know when he started? He started it in A.D. 33. When he started counting his seven church ages, when he got them finished, it's all right. Right. Here's the way God counted, from one to seven. Ephesus, Samaria, Pergus, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, Laodicea, zero. Amen. Right. See, zero comes after Laodicea. We don't pass that age now. She's got lukewarm and spurted away. Her all falls. But we're in Christ. And Christ has counted his church ages. There's only seven of them. It's a Bible. We just come to them at the, at the tabernacle, showing each one their stars, their ministers, and the light of the day, and down to Lutherford, and the Philadelphia, and John Wesley, and on down to the Lady Elsea. Each age. How the fall away would come, and what this would be, and what the Scripture said they would do, and there it was. We found it in history. Just exactly. And now we are passing over the Lady Elsea age. We all know that, every one of us that knows the Bible knows that's right. Well, where's the count at then? It's seven. And the next is zero. See? What? Ephesus was the first church age. Smyrna second. Pergus third. Thyatira fourth. Sardis fifth. Philadelphia sixth. And Laodicea seventh. Now, now we pass through that Pentecostal age. We've passed through the Lutheran age. We've passed through the Wesley age. And look, as soon as the church started, God began to show signs in the earth showing that He was advancing His church. From justification to sanctification to the baptism of the Holy Ghost, now to the astronaut. Amen. That's what we're looking for. Astronauts. Somebody who can get away from this earthbound thing here. Have to belong to some organization or something like that. God's looking for a man who could climb up into the highs like an eagle, take his fight and go come on into the heavens up there where all things are possible. Up above this earthbound clucking down here. Hitting on four cylinders, the water jacket busted on the inside. Don't even know how to be baptized yet. Oh my, all that busting going on, we fly away from it. Amen. Why? Yes, I think this, friend. If the whole nation stood in awe and watching through television, when the countdown come for that astronaut, John Lynn, Lynn, to leave up in towards his first flight towards the moon, to get up above that, and the whole earth stood amazed as they seen that astronaut take off, what will the whole universe stand still when the great eagle of the church of God 
when she spreads her great wings one of these mornings, propelled by the Holy Ghost and fire, when she takes her shiver off the earth and goes into the heavens, the whole universe will know it. Angels will welcome him in with a triumph. Amen. We are living in the astronaut age, going into the heavens. People can't understand it. When you talk about a shock coming, just wait till that church starts moving up. When that great eagle called the church of God redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ spreads forth her wings and the power of the Holy Ghost begins to lift her up off the earth, it's going to be a wonderful time. Remember, an automobile can't follow it, neither can an airplane. It's astronaut. Let's be an astronaut. Let's believe God. Now, you see what it is. We we're, we're love to talk about Azusa Street. We love to talk about 50 years ago. And I fussed at you all week, telling you about where we, how far we've lost off from there. But we're so advanced in the Spirit of God, into other things that we got now that they never even had back there. They just left the automobile, got their feet off there so they could have a few spiritual gifts, speaking in tongues and shouting and singing spiritual songs while he's floating around up there like butterflies. See? Certainly, that was a great age. But, oh, brother, we're lifted far beyond that now. The church is way beyond that, the spiritual church. It's in the eagle age now. The astronaut flying on above and looking down at the fellow citizen chicken. See? We're far above that. Way up there in the, in the heavens where Christ becomes the full thing that takes completely over and lives his life and acts through you exactly like he did here on earth. Astronaut age. The countdown is on, brother. I believe the church is... The last member will be born into her maybe tonight. The last one will come in. Now, look, I know this is broke up and the time's getting away. But look, I won't go any further, but look at this. You see that the progress of the church has followed the progress of time. You know that. And we've changed now from airplane to astronaut. And there's got to be a change, and we've seen the three changes come in the progress of transportation, of power, and it always takes an added power, an added power, an added power. Keep more, more, more. Why don't the airplane get up there? It hasn't got the power to do it. It isn't built for it. It couldn't do it. The astronaut has the power. The tube that he's in, it has the power. He's up there. He goes up, he stands up like by electronic, by, by atoms, which is a far greater power than gasoline or anything that we ever had before. See, we're in another age. And the trouble of it is that science keeps moving on in their achievement, but the church wants to settle down and remain riding old Dobbin down the street. Yes, sir. That's right. Go down. My mother, John, years ago, you ordered John, too. See? Don't think about a thing like that. Let's rise. All things are possible. Science has a tree they can climb, but they can only climb so far, and then they, that's as far as they can go. That's the end of scientific research. They kill themselves. But you see, on the tree of faith, there's no end to it. You just keep on going. That's the tree that we should be on tonight, the tree of life. The tree of faith, not headed towards the moon, headed towards heaven, headed towards God. 
with the glorious rapture of the Lord Jesus and his presence and his power and his very life out of heaven, not come down to make us join church, not come down even to make us shout, but come down to let his whole life live through us. Live in the heavenlies. Carry yourself away till you see things that is to come, was, which is, and shall come. Lifting up above anything that the church has had since the day that Christ was on earth. And we're enjoying it today. Sure. We're at a great age, friend. A great time. An astronaut age. God, give us astronauts. Give us men and women. Daring men. Daring women. What did John Glenn and them have to do when they stepped into that tomb? They were pioneers. God wants pioneers to this word. Astronauts. We will take the things that we have got and be not be satisfied with it, but we're going on. God is making achievements. Now what? He'll take an astronaut faith to fly off this earth to meet Jesus. That's right. You don't want to be left a sleeping virgin. Then you better get in the astronaut right now and get up above these things. You're on and above it. It's hard for people to understand it. They've never seen it. It's something new. But just the same, it's proven that it's God's, one of his final and latest achievement is to manifest himself and say, He that believeth in me, the works that I do shall he do also. No wonder when they found that first astronaut on earth, Christ, being God made manifest. When that woman touched his garment, she was healed. When Peter come in his, in his presence and he said, Your name is Simon, you're the son of Jonas. Them theologians... Them horse and buggy fellows just didn't know how to understand that. They couldn't, they neither do they today. They can't do it. And we find out that when he stood down that woman at the well, he told her her sins and what she had done. And she went in and told the people in the city, come see a man who's told me the things I've done. Why, what a striking thing that was. They know it had to be something different from what they had. No wonder Nicodemus, that great scholar, come to Jesus and said, Rabbi, we know your teacher come from God, for no man could do these things lest God was in him. And that same astronaut said, He that believeth in me the works that I do shall he do also. We're ready to take off. The countdown's on. Are you in? What do we count? Ephesus, Samaria, Smyrna, Pergus, Thyatira, Sardis. Lutheran, Philadelphia, Wesley, Lady Osea, Pentecost. We pass through it now. What's the next? Only seven. You don't have eight. Oh, how can I hold my peace when I see these things? How can I stand still, brother? What can I do but do what I'm doing? There's no other age to come. How many Bible students in here know that's the truth? Raise your hands, people. Not another age. Then what's the next thing? Zero. Rapture. What do I want a million dollar building? A tinner cottage. Why should I care? They're building a palace for me over there. Of rubies and diamonds and silver and gold. His coffers are full. He has riches untold. I'm a child of the king. Oh, I don't want treasures of this earth. I have treasures in heaven. Thank God. 
One day I stepped into the astronaut tube, the body of Jesus Christ, baptized in there by the Holy Ghost, and watching, waiting, listening to the countdown. I've seen the ages come by, come by, come by, come by, till the last ages counted off. The next breath is more than three minutes. I mean, less than three minutes. Science says it's three minutes for the earth to be blown up in time. It's less than that. The next breath of Jehovah has come out of it, my people. Come up higher. Hey, man, we watch right here before that time comes and see the glorious power of God return to the church. The presence of Jesus Christ, the ominous presence showing what he is and where he is and right among us doing the same works that he promised would be done in this age. Here he is proving that he's the same. Hebrews uh, uh, 13 says Jesus Christ, 13.8 says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And there he was in his time of justification for Luther. There was Christ in his time of sanctification for Wesley. There was his time in the Zeus Street, the Pentecostal Lady of Sin. For what? What was it? The airplane age. Pentecostal. Now, here he is in the astronaut that leads beyond goes to outer space. An airplane could never make outer space. But the astronaut does. Glory to God. I'm listening to the countdown. Oh, my. What are we waiting? The zero hour. The hour when he is strikes. We've passed the Pentecostal age. They organized it and got out yonder fuss and went right on back into Babylon like the rest of them. And what have they got to be? Listen. When would he spew them? When they got lukewarm. In his spewing time, he rejects it. He takes the remnant out of it and the countdown's over. And the astronaut is gone for the heaven. Come go, brother. Come go, sister. Be sure. Don't, don't take no chances. Don't depend just on some Lutheran experience or Methodist experience or a Pentecostal experience. Let's come on up into the heavenlies now. Up into the righteousness of God. Up into His power. Up to see that Christ can come into you and manifest Himself as same as He did when He was here on earth. you believe that? I believe He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Five minutes till nine or seven minutes till nine. That's a good time to stop. Seven times. Seven more minutes. You'll humble your heart seven more minutes. Jesus Christ will prove that He's right here in the building tonight. Amen. Hard for horse and buggy drivers to see that. But it's there anyhow. He's proven it. We're at the end time. He's here. He's promised. The works that I do shall you do also. At that day, a little while, and the world seeth me no more. Yet ye shall see me, for I, I will be with you even in you. Here at the end of the age. Here we are. I will be with you even in you. That day you'll know that I'm in the Father, the Father in me, I and you and you and me. That's God in His people. God completely. How would God act when He come in human flesh? Look at He what He was when He was in human flesh. What did He brag about being it? No, sir. He said, "I do nothing until I see my Father show it to me first. Look how He proved Himself. How is a vindication of being the Messiah? He was a prophet." He knew. He could tell the people. He perceived their thoughts. He knows your heart. 
He knows all about you. He knows what you've done. He knows what you need. He can speak to you through your conscience, tell you, try to show it to you. The devil will sit on the other shoulder and say, look the other way. Depends on which way you want to look now. That's all. Like you said in the election, God voted for you and the devil voted against you. Now, where you cast your votes go to determine where you're going. That's right. You've got to take Christ. You've got to take his word. You've got to believe him. And if, he, if the Bible said that he was the same yesterday and forever, then he's got to be the same. Exactly. Now, do you believe that? Raise up your hand. How many would want to be an astronaut of God that could say, I could sail away from an organization and believe in Christ? Now, just if Christ is Christ, if I told you that if there was a spirit of a John Dillinger in me, I'd, I'd have guns. The life of anything will produce itself. What's on the inside will push itself out. That's why the church is so hollow. See? How the people do and act, call themselves Christians. It only speaks of a hollowness. When Christ is in there, he moves. He says to the preachers, stand in the pulpit and afraid to say what's right and wrong. Afraid the congregation will turn them out. Well, what about Christ? He'll turn you out if you don't say it. So whose friend are you? Who do you whose friend do you want to be? You've got the choice to make. Each one of us has to make this choice. God help us to make the right choice. Jesus Christ is my choice. Let us bow our heads now. Heavenly Father, here lays handkerchiefs up on this desk tonight. That means that they're sick people. In the Bible, they took from the body of St. Paul handkerchiefs and aprons and laid up on the sick. And they recovered. Now, we know that we're not St. Paul, but you're still Jesus. It wasn't him in the beginning. It was Christ. And you're the same God working through the same instrumentality of man as you were then. Let thy spirit, Lord, confirm thy word and bring it forth now and heal the people that these handkerchiefs are laid upon. We ask it in Jesus' name. And Father, there are those here tonight, maybe that wants to make a wants to make a change, that wants to step out of their creed and step into Christ, the real only astronaut that can take us. He's the only one. No man has ascended up but he that come down, even the Son of Man. Father, only when we're in him by spiritual baptism, fully surrendered into his word, that he can live through us and perform and Show his word. He can't change because he's God. His first decision is perfect. He cannot change it. We're, we are finite. We make all kinds of mistakes. He's infinite and perfect. His first decision is a perfect decision and has to ever remain the same. And we know it, Father. Now, he said, He that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he also. He cannot change that decision. He said, These signs shall follow them that believe. If the life of Christ be in you, if the mind of Christ, then we're concerned and do the things of Christ. He said these signs that he done will follow every believer that believes in him. Now let it be known tonight, Lord, that you're in our midst. We are mortals, human beings. Our hearts are burning. We see the, the pro and con. We see the rising of science. We see the rising of the church. We see the power of the gospel. What it's a doing. 
and we realize there is no other church age to come predicted in the Word. You said well, nothing could be added to it or taken away from it. Then we see that science has got them. There are great machines now that will tear them off the earth. Father, we've seen it typed all down through the age. Now we know we're at the end. Let Christ our Savior move among his people tonight and give a vindication that he's here. He said, wherever two or three are gathered in my name, I'll be in the midst of them. Whatever they agree upon is touching any one thing and ask, it shall be given to them. Father, let this church be completely turned to you. May I be able tonight to submit myself so to you that you could prove yourself present. May the members of your body in here be able to submit themselves to you, that we all could see the glory of our great Christ working among us. Giving us assurance, Lord, that we've been packed out of the age of creed, that we're in the astronaut age of God's grace. Grant it, Lord. We ask it in Jesus Christ's name for his glory. Amen. How many wants to be an astronaut for God? God grant it. Now, the Bible said that he's a high priest that can be touched by the feeling of our infirmities. I'm fixing to call a prayer line. You believe that? He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now, if he is in us, he, in you, in I, then he'll live through us work through us, preach through us, act through us, do through us, because it's not us, not ye that speaketh, but the Father that dwelleth in you will do the speaking. It's like it says, not me that doeth the works, it's my Father that dwelleth in me doeth the works. You all believe that. Now, how many sick people's in the building? Raise up your hand and say, I'm sick, I need healing. Just wherever all the building or need... Uh, well, it's pretty near everywhere. Now remember, from this time on, I'm not responsible for a critic or anything that would happen. So if you don't believe, this is your time to leave. See? Because remember, these go from one to another. How many times have we seen it? One to another. I've seen them fall with epilepsy, take cancer, die, paralyze in their seats. You know that. How many knows that note about it? It's all over there, everywhere. So it's your time to leave. If you're a critic, don't sit here now, because you'll certainly be in danger. Believers, remain in your seats. Be humble. There's not many people in this building that I know. I know my church, or some of the people from my church, Sister Lout, Brother Moore was here. How many in here knows that I don't know nothing about you? Raise your hand. Practically everyone. Now. If Christ was standing here and you were sick, how would you would you ask him for healing? Certainly you would. Could he heal you? He'd tell you he'd already done it. By his stripes you were healed. But by his Messiah sign to show that he was what Moses said and what God said, if there be one among you who's spiritual or prophet, I the Lord will make myself known to him. And if what he says is the truth, then hear him. If it doesn't, don't listen to it. I speak to him in visions. What he says comes to pass, then that's truth. But if it doesn't, then don't believe it. 
Now, I predict and tell you that Christ is present. Scientific world has proved it in the pictures. And we're near now. Now, you with a trouble, I want you to be just as humble as you can be and just bow your heads for a moment and pray all together. And just believe now with all your heart that Christ is present. Just have faith, don't doubt, everywhere around you. in prayer. Just pray humbly. Say, Lord Jesus, be merciful to me. I'm trying to believe. We set communing with Christ. God help us. God be merciful to us. To draw nigh unto us as we thinking like the disciples, thinking, talking. While he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to him. The scripture says. Just be reverent in your hearts, looking, believing. Now, as you raise your heads after prayer, now look this way. And you believe now that Christ lives. Confess all your wrong and believe that Christ lives. And now, if he is a high priest that can be touched by the feeling of our infirmities, then, if he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, how would he act if he was touched? The woman had touched his garment. He physically didn't feel it because he, the Palestinian garment hangs loose with the underneath garment. And so Peter rebuked him and said, everybody's touched. He said, yes, but it was a different touch. Virtue, strength went from him. And he looked over his audience till he found a little woman. And he told her she had a blood issue and her faith had saved her. Now, that's the way the high priest acted yesterday. And if he's the same high priest, he'd act the same today. Now, Ben, if he don't have a corporal body on earth but just his bride, he works through that. Man, he's always, it's God and Elijah, God and David, God and Christ always. He's got his body on earth. Now, no matter how much he would anoint me, he's got to anoint you too. Many things Jesus could not do himself because of their unbelief. We know that. They said he'd done this in Capernaum. Let's see him do it here. And he was astonished and walked away and left him. That's their unbelief. Now, you believe him. And if you could see the visible appearance of him, wouldn't it help you? Certainly. Well, now, he can't appear in a physical body. If he does, the astronauts are done gone. See? When he comes, the church is gone. See? We know that. You could see a vision of him. But his life is in here. Now, if there's a man standing here had nail scars in his hand and thorn prince, any hypocrite could do that. But you're judged by what life was. What, what he, the Jews told him, said, well, you're a man making yourself God. He said, if I do not the works of my father, then don't believe me. 
But if I do the works of my Father, then believe the works, for they testify of me. Same tonight. Let's take it row by row. It's just everywhere. Believe now. In these rows here. How many of you over there are sick now? Knows that I don't know. You just raise your hand and say, I'm sick. I, I, I pray God. Just watching. I cannot make it happen. It's just like I can't explain it. Just like a dream, only you're, you're not asleep. You're, you're built born that way to see visions. If I told you dream me a dream, you couldn't do it. Take somebody who, may, who gives you the dream to do it. I can't see a vision for you unless God shows it to me. If you just have faith and believe it, what I've said is the truth. That's what he told me when that light stood there where there's everybody looking at it. They take the pictures. Some Washington, D.C. copyrights. The angel of the Lord. You just have faith to believe it. There's a lady. Now, I want you all to look here. Did you see that light hanging over this lady here, little lady sitting right back here? Now, try to hide your sin now. I challenge that to a showdown. Can't you see that light right here? Now, look real close. Ask the Lord to show you right here. Emerald, circling the same one. How many have seen the picture of it? Let's see your answer. Well, here it is. Right here. See, what is it? We're in a dimension now. I've never seen that lady. But look to me, sister. We're strangers one to another. I don't know you. God knows you. If the Lord Jesus will reveal to me what you're wanting... Or something that you've done, something you ought not to have done, or something that's wrong with you, something that you know that I know nothing about. And if he knows what has been, he surely will know what will be. You'll know whether that's the truth or not. If he'll tell me that, will you believe me to be his servant and believe his presence for the rest of you do it? The lady's suffering with a heart trouble. That's right. She has a gallbladder disorder. That's what the doctor told her. I've never seen her in my life. That's right. You've got someone on your heart you're praying for. It's a boy. And he's in the service. And he's not here. He's in a place where he's near a mountains, Denver. That's right. That's right. And he's bothered with his nervous condition. That's right. You, you believe God can tell me what your name is? Mrs. Radcliffe? Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. You see what I mean by astronaut? Now here, there's a man pulling off his glasses, wiping the tears from his eyes. He's putting his glasses back on. The light hangs right to him. He's a stranger to me. You suffer with arthritis, so I don't know you. We're strangers, is that right? You're not from here. You're from Arkansas. You believe God can tell me your name just like he told Jesus who Peter's name was? Mr. Vaughn? That is correct. Go back believing. 
Here's a lady sitting right back here looking right at me. Don't you see that light over that lady right there? Look at She's a stranger to me. But she's touched him. She's in contact. He's moved right over where she's at. The Spirit of God. The lady's suffering with a lump in her breast. That's right. She's not from here either. You're from Arkansas. You believe God can tell me who you are? Mrs. Sotak. <laughs> Astronaut. Praying for a loved one, aren't you? Got cancer. Dorothy Driscoll. Mm-hmm. Just believe and have faith. It'll happen. Mm-hmm. Tumor on the breast. Lump. Miss Dickerson, if you believe with all your heart, God will take it away from you. <laughs> I don't know her, never seen her in my life. That's right, isn't it? You see what I mean? You believe? Azusa Street never seen those things. That hasn't been since Christ was on earth. And Christ is on earth now in the form of the Holy Spirit in its fullness, trying to get you away from these earthbound things to lift you up into his presence. He that believeth in me, the works that I do, shall he do also. Do you believe that? How many of you are holding prayer cards to be prayed for? How many of you got confidence in these ministers, brothers? How many ministers are here? Raise up your hand. I'd like to have some of you come here and stand with me just a moment. Some of you brothers who believe in divine healing. I want those who've got prayer cards to line up over on this side. We're going to pray for the sick. While this anointing is moving, I don't want it to leave, see. I want to lay hands on you right now. You with prayer cards, line up right over here. Let's come right down this way. Let some of the ministers of the gospel come here to me just a moment. If you die in your sin of unbelief, God is not responsible. If you die in your sin of unbelief, in the presence of Almighty God, how could you do Come here, minister, brother. Any minister who wants to understand with me, I'm happy to have you. You're a son of God. Come stand with me to help me pray for these sick people. Stand out here while they make this line. Billy, would you catch down here? You with the prayer partner, stand right out of the aisle. The rest of the church, put your head down now and pray. Minister brothers, would you come out of our cross for you? Just make a double, a double line here so we can pray. Things to do and should not do. 
Is that all there is? It's going to be great, Paul? All right. The rest of you bow your head now. And I want Don, if you will, to come here and lead this song. We're in a great position. Now, please don't move around. Let your coming to prayer. Great position. Everyone bow your head Heavenly Father, now we want the anointing of the Spirit yes, as we lay our hands upon these sick people. Oh, May they pass by your, not as they're passing by their brethren. Oh, May they Jesus. pass by knowing that Jesus Christ is here in our midst. Yes. And we're only carrying out His wishes and His commandments. Let it be, Lord, that this night, that every person that comes by, may they be healed. Bless these ministers of the gospel here. Yes. May the power of God be upon them. And as they fulfill the commission, the last words, Lord, that you told us when you were here on earth, you said these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. Yes. They'll speak with new tongues. If they take up serpents or drink deadly things, it won't harm them. If they lay their hands on the sick, they shall recover. That's what you promised, Lord. We're here. We're in a critical age. We're in a critical time. It's always been that way against the truth of the gospel. Yes. Now, let it happen. Yes. Let them who are innocent and are ready for healing, may they come and be healed in Jesus' name. Thank you. While the rest of the church, everybody pray. As the line plows in, be in prayer now. And brother, just as they come by, pray, lay your hands on them. Each one passing by, go off with your thanking the Lord Jesus for your healing. The great possession Anybody else to be prayed for? It's a very short line for a, Did I get them all the other night? 
Okay, we got some people sitting in the wheelchairs. We want to lay hands on them. Just continue singing and praying while we go down to ministry. All glory to the dying Lamb. I now believe in Jesus. I love the blessed Savior's name. I love the name of Jesus. Sweetest name in Jesus Christ, let thy spirit come upon this Lord and heal him. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Let's stand up on our feet now and give praise to God. Let's raise up our hands and say, Heavenly Father, in doing this we give thanks and praise to you, for you are our You help us, Lord, and do these things because that you are God and keep your word. We love you and honor you and praise you with all of our heart. God, take this service into your hands now. Give faith to everyone through Jesus' name. Amen. God, your post down now. God, down your post of faith. Say, right here I accept it. Here I believe it. Right now it's over. I can. I know it's done. In the name of Jesus Christ. Raise up your hands. 
give praise and say, Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your goodness. All right, Brother Don? God bless you.